Good morning and welcome to another edition of Mastermind Minutes. My name is Gary Ocuproso. I am the managing partner for Franchise Growth Solutions, which is the premier franchise development franchise sales organization in the United States, or at least we'd like to think that. Uh, I am also the publisher of FranchiseMoneyMaker.com, which is an entrepreneurial franchise or franchisee magazine online. Been doing that since 2006, and we've got a lot of content up there that's uh, very insightful for folks interested in the franchising industry. Mastermind Minutes, for those of you joining us for the very first time, as we say, it's a very simple concept. Uh, we have one guest, we ask one question and stay on one topic. And as the title would imply, we do it in minutes, not hours. Uh, and we always realize that that's uh, just a quick, short amount of time. So you may want to reach the guest afterwards. We'll give you all the contact information uh, and it will be posted in the bio on the webcast and on the podcast. And uh, today, I'm really honored to have Ed Quinlan on the program. He's the president of ChemDry. And we've all heard about ChemDry. Uh, it's part of the Belfour franchise group. Uh, ChemDry is the world's leading carpet and upholstery cleaning uh, service with a network spanning 55 countries serving over 11,000 homes and businesses a day uh, worldwide. Ed oversees uh, business support services for ChemDry's franchisees, including training and business coaching programs, uh, as well as um, designs to improve performance and, of course, the implementation of software improvements, which everyone these days is very focused on. And that's designed to make uh, business easier and more profitable, which I always say is the role of the franchisor. So Ed, thank you very much for being with us here today. Before we get into our question, um, perhaps you wanna share a little bit more about yourself and about uh, ChemDry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really glad to be here with you, Gary, and uh, with your audience. And, uh, you know, ChemDry, 45-year-old brand, um, and uh, a, a really solid uh, company with a good foundation. I think we'll have a chance to talk a little bit more about uh, about that. But um, myself, I've been with Chemdry for 16 years here coming up in a couple of weeks. And I uh, started in the marketing team. And uh, Chemdry as a, as a brand has been owned by several different types of companies. And at the time we were, had just been acquired by uh, Home Depot. Probably uh, heard of that company before. Mm -hmm. and I worked on the marketing team here for them and then uh, uh, over time took over the operational side of the business and a couple of years ago was asked to take on the role of president for the brand and oversee all of the functions that support our franchisees uh, across the United States, Canada and globally across the uh, now 56 countries that we're in. We just uh, opened Cyprus. So I'm pretty excited about that. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I, again, and I think that's that's a great lead in to, to our topic today. And uh, as you may be aware, and I know our audience is aware, you know, what my company and what this podcast has focused in up to this point, generally speaking, are emerging brands, new brands, startups, emerging brands. That's sort of the, the pond that I swim in. Don't ask me why. It's really tough, but I guess I'm guess I uh, I'm a glutton for punishment. But, uh, you know, it, for an emerging brand, for example, everything is news. Everything is new. Everything is the first time. Everything can be shouted about. But for a brand that's 45 years old, if my math is correct, um, you know, the question is, how do you keep growth going? You know, how do you keep the, the, the brand relevant and fresh and exciting 
um, with new and unique things that are coming out that are going to be engaging to folks who not only may want to become end user customers, but more importantly, from my point of view, people that might want to become involved as franchisees. What's there's got to be some there's got to be some methodology to that. Yeah, I think uh, that's a that's a really great question. You know, the 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 key in franchising is to partner with your franchisees to go uh, build success, and you know, successful franchisees build a successful franchisor. And I think from our foundation and our roots in ChemDrive forty five years ago, um, you know, there's really been this idea of we're going to strongly communicate, maybe even over communicate the vision, uh, the vision of the brand. Uh, our direction where we want to go and I, you know I believe that if you're not moving forward you're moving backwards and in today's marketplace that couldn't be more true you know opportunities are left and right but you do have to go make them happen and uh, that's uh, that's today's marketplace right if you go back 45 years ago um, Robert Harris our founder he founded the business on this idea of innovation in fact we're the only carpet cleaning uh, franchise brand that has its own R&D team. We develop all of our solutions, our supplies, uh, a lot of proprietary equipment and best-in-class equ uh, equipment. And that empowers our franchisees to have, I'll say, a leg up because we're always looking at how do we innovate, how do we stay ahead of the competition and give our franchisees the tools they need uh, to do that. So over time, we've evolved and just really tried to work to keep ourselves the cutting edge, if you will of cleaning technologies. And then, you know, you can't just only clean. Now, you know, in franchising, we also have to have profitable businesses. So we've also got to innovate around other areas. And, uh, you know, it, it isn't just one piece of the business that you can innovate and you've got to be looking at innovation across the entire organization. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Whether you're a new brand or an older brand, more mature brand, um, you know, you mentioned about over-communication um, and, I guess I'll use the word streamlining. Can you give us a, a little bit more detail on the overcommunication and streamlining? Because I think, I think it's important. A, a lot of franchisors don't communicate enough, and in in my world, I, I, there's no such thing as overcommunicating. I think you cannot communicate enough with your franchise community. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you do that. Is it is it newsletters? Is it live forums? Is it an intranet? Is it tech? Like how do you keep franchisees informed on these new and innovative uh, processes that you have going on. The reason I'm asking that um, is because I would have to imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, so push back on me, is that you probably have franchisees have been in the system for a long time. Uh, I remember as a former franchisee of Dunkin' Donuts, there were franchisees that were in the brand for a long, long time. So getting like getting new ideas and things, they were, they were like, ah, you know, I don't really want to deal with that. Um, so not only do you have to over-communicate, but you have to communicate in a way that engages franchisees that are sort of set in their ways for the lack of a better term. How, how do you accomplish that? Yeah, so true. Yeah, uh, as, as a 45-year-old brand, I, I have a set of franchisees that have been in for all 45 years. The average ChemDry franchise has been in for about 20, 20, 20, 20. Wow. So that's a, a, a really nice average tenure, you know, 850 plus franchise owners across the United States and Canada representing, you know, nearly 2000 licenses. And so um, those, those, that's a big audience, right? And the idea that we can say it once and, and expect to be done 
know, if it's a big initiative and something we want to make change on and, and move forward with, uh, we really need buy-in. And I'm a strong believer that if you don't get the buy-in of the franchisees, it's not, your program is going to fail. It's just destined to fail. So, you know, all the way from the beginning as you're, as you're setting up any new initiatives and programs, make sure you're including franchisees in your, uh, in your input and in your build. And then when you launch and you, uh, you know, release out to the network and as you work to drive adoption of those initiatives, it's just so important that you think of every possible way to talk to them, not just the tools, because, you know, you, you list off a great list of things. You know, we, we use a weekly email. We have a quarterly printed newsletter that we send out uh, routinely, monthly, just mailings and postcards, depending on the topic, to make sure that we're getting information out. Uh, phone calls, uh, text messages, uh, some really cool new technologies that allow us, allow us to go direct to voicemail so we can get a, a, a message directly in the hands of the franchisees really quickly. And often people would rather listen than read, depending on the on the audience, right? Depending on the franchisee, especially the older franchisees, right? And so, uh, you know, saying, hey, there's all there's this big list of tools that say the right thing in the right way and then to the right person. So we might even segment out and there's a, you know, a specific set of franchisees that we know this is going to impact in a unique way. We want to address them and their concerns specifically. And, you know, they might they might get a personal phone call, for instance. You know, we have really active faith. That's one of our big mode of communications. A lot of franchisees are already on Facebook. And so we just connect with them there. A lot of dialogue happens, you know, uh, people sharing ideas, uh, you know, announcements happen there and updates and and you get some really good thread and really good discussion. And uh, it's great for franchisees to get it out as across 850 franchise owners. There are 850 different ideas, right? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, our job as the franchisor is to take those 850 plus ideas and say, OK, what's the, what are the commonalities and what's the right thing for the brand moving forward? And then. And then I, which, uh, you know, I think has been really def defendable. Chemdry this year launched a brand marketing fund. That'll be game changing. You, it's hard to imagine anyone starting a new franchise today that didn't include a brand marketing fund from the beginning, right? And uh, in my 16 years, uh, that's one of the things our Franchise Advisory Council would bring up on a regular basis is how do we help make sure that the general marketplace knows who Chemdry is and what as we do. Yeah. And uh, as we as we've worked through, you know, how to do that, and certainly several years kind of a project, uh, and having an owner group like the Belfort Franchise Group, who's willing to help support and invest in that kind of, that's a pretty long term vision to, mm -hmm. to a 45 year old brand and now start a new brand marketing fund uh, concept. You know, that's, it's, it will take a few years for that to, uh, to really lock in and really big uh, give good benefit for our franchisees. And so, uh, you know, as a franchisor, we're stepping up to the plate with some extra monies up front to give it a big kickoff, uh, make sure that that franchisees are getting benefit right from day one. And that, uh, and then just communicate that uh, like crazy so that uh, franchisees recognize, you know, five years from now, when they look back, they'll go, that was one of the best things we did for our brand. You know, it, it also helps us stay fresh and relevant. I don't think we can Oh, often they'll call, um, you know, older brands, legacy brands, right? And I don't think we can really think of ourselves or act like a legacy brand. It's just, it's not set it and forget it. We've got to always be thinking about, yeah. how we stay relevant. How do we stay cutting edge and helping our franchisees get the benefits of the legacy? Sure, there's some benefits in being part of a legacy brand and, and get those benefits and get the benefits of 
somebody who's trying to innovate and push forward. I, I, I agree. So uh, you've sort of answered sort of my next section on the topic, but a couple of things I just want to kind of back up a little bit. So first of all, I just want, I want to tell you that uh, as a developer of new franchise concepts, as I mentioned, that's, that's what we do. And we've launched probably 10 new brands in the last maybe two, two and a half years. Every single one of them has what we call a BDF, a brand development fund. I'm finding it hard to believe that ChemDry actually operated all these years without a brand development fund. It's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's probably another conversation for another day. Right. But what I'm, what I'm hearing you say in terms of communicating with franchisees is that, you know, in the radio business years ago, um, I don't know how it is now, but there was the concept of frequency and reach. So if you were an advertiser, you had to buy a lot of spots so that you had a lot of frequency, banging people over the head with the message. And then you had to have reach, meaning you had to be, if you were an advertiser, you couldn't be on like one radio station. You had to be on a bunch of them. So you had a lot of channels that you were on. So if I translate that into what you're saying is, you're you're you've got a certain level of frequency of the messaging going out, but you're aware that different people have different preferences in terms of how they consume information, education and communication. Like for me, you know, there's there's five points of entry. You know, there's LinkedIn Messenger, there's Facebook Messenger, there's uh, there's email, text and telephone. Well, in my life, I've eliminated three of those and I'm down to two. You know, um, you, you can either phone me or email me. If you text me, other than check your email or, hey, can I give you a call? I'm probably yeah. going to ignore it because I don't I don't want five points of entry in my life. So it sounds yeah. like you understand that so that you're hitting them in ways that it, it actually reaches them and they actually pay attention. Um, so 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 that's that's unique because um, I think sometimes companies just kind of do it the way they want to do it and they don't realize you, you need to communicate with people the way they need to be communicated with. And if you don't understand that, you could have the greatest TV commercial in the world, for example. But if I don't watch the Super Bowl, which I don't, your $100 million commercial doesn't reach me. So what good is it? Um, what, I, what I find interesting, you use the word legacy, and I agree. Um, you know, to me, when the term legacy is used, it's like you leave a legacy, which means you've already done it. You're out of the room. You're done. You're finished, um, which is not the case with ChemDry. So I guess, you know, you're communicating with reach and frequency, relative messages, relevant messages, rather, to your franchisees. Franchisees always want to know, how are you going to help me make more money? So how do you, how do you take that same concept of over communication, let's say, and now instead of facing it towards the franchisee, you face it towards the consumer to sell more services to help the franchisees make money. What's what's the process there? Yeah, absolutely, and you know, so timely with this, you know, brand uh, marketing fund starting. You know, uh, so uh, yeah, a couple of things. One is foundationally, our franchisees do such a great job in their in their service world, and so. ChemDry is one of these concepts that uh, from a customer acquisition standpoint, once you become a ChemDry customer, you will never use another carpet cleaning brand uh, ever again. You just become so loyal because the technologies we use, our carpets dry in one to two hours, one to two days, you know, blah, blah, blah. I can give a, a big list of all the great things as to why, you know, green certified, all these things that make ChemDry so great. 
and very, very relevant uh, from a cleaning technology standpoint in today's marketplace. And, and our franchisees historically have used those great cleaning technologies with their great in-home service skills. You know, we, we, we talk a lot about we're a service brand. So obviously we talk about how to execute and perform the service and then how to do it in a way that, uh, that you know, delights customers, you know, that white glove service experience. And that has equated giant amount of loyalty. So from a franchise owner standpoint, once someone gets into your pond, they stay in your pond. They don't want to go you know, run downstream. They want to stay, uh, stay with you and stay in that pond. And that uh, keeping them to come back to you year after year is a lot less expensive than bringing someone new in from a customer acquisition cost standpoint. That's yep. uh, something pretty unique to Chemdry and a really big value add to our franchise owners. Yeah. So, I, I, right, I, that's I, really... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, go ahead. I was just going to say that's sort of, you know, if I was to say the foundation of what made ChemDry so big over the last four and a half decades. And as I look to the future, you know, there's this comment around ChemDry is the world's best kept secret that my franchisees will say. <laughs> They'll say, Ed, gosh, we're, I feel like we're the world's best kept secret. So this new brand marketing fund helps us change that and twist it. And now we've taken and expanded. So we're not just cleaning carpets, we're also cleaning tile, we're cleaning wood floors, we're doing a lot of upholstery, you know, uh, granite countertop renewal, a lot of different surfaces, those new high-end uh, LVP and LVT floorings that you'll see in homes and in businesses. We do all of that. And the last, you know, 10 years, we've been releasing these new services to help our franchisees add new revenue streams in an innovative way, in a best of class way to help uh, help get more people in, recognizing the market is changing, the customer mindset is changing, and we really want our customers to stay loyal to us. And we feel like if we can give them that full menu, that helps our franchisees increase their revenues, increase their margins, uh, you know, across a lot of these profitable add-on services, uh, using the same databases that they've been cleaning with for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, and 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 that I think is it. It's a a beautiful statement to make um, because it shows the loyalty, as you mentioned, but I think it, I think now if we switch back the other way, you mentioned that you have 2000 licenses out there and you have 850 franchisees and um, kind of the last thing I want, I want you to comment on here uh, is, you know, you're looking last year, I think you grew by 70 or 72 units. Um, I have to imagine that a lot of those units were sold to existing franchisees and this year you've got another goal of another 75 or so. So when I think about what you just said about the loyalty of your, your customers coming back over and over again, you know, you really have two customers. You've had the end user customer and you have franchisees who to a certain extent are your customers. And it would appear that they keep coming back and buying additional territories or however you delineate your licenses. Talk to me about your growth. I mean, you're 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 in a growth mode. You're a 45 year old company, and you're in a growth mode, which is outrageous as far as I'm concerned. Because you look at other 45 year old companies in the franchising industry, and they're sort of in coast mode, um, and you guys are in growth mode. So, how do you manage that and hit those targets? And what are you doing to get your franchisees to come back and say, hey, I, know, I want another one and I want another one. The only other franchisor, just real quick sidebar that I've spoken with on this program that really blew me away with that is Charles Watson, who's the CEO of Tropical Smoothie Cafe. And I forget the exact numbers. They were going to build like 200 new units last year or this year, but like 170 of them were with existing franchisees. Yeah. And that's loyalty. 
So talk to me about your growth mode program for 2022 and how does that fold in existing franchisees? Yeah, we are ahead of our pace for uh, those 75 units, right? We we expect to exceed the 75 units that we're planning for this year. And that's, uh, it is, in, given everything going on in the marketplace, those are some, uh, some powerful, strong numbers. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer that if you partner with your existing franchisees, n- number one, make sure they're, they have a model and an opportunity to be profitable and that you're partnering with those who want to grow, you can go move some mountains, right? And so we're working to tackle that, move mountains. We cover 93% of the U.S. population. So a lot of our growth is about getting deeper penetration within our current uh, coverage, more so than it is around adding additional footprint. And so partnering with our existing franchisees makes a ton of sense. We know the operator, we know their skill sets, and we can partner with them to go maximize their local markets. And then also, you know, we welcome new franchisees with open arms. We have, uh, you know, a dedicated team to help our new franchisees succeed in their first two years. We call it our quick start team, our success program. Our new franchise owners are blowing it out of the water in the marketplace and, uh, you know, cleaning services, as you can imagine, post-pandemic have been really quite in demand and will other forecasted to be uh, you know, quite on trend for the next 10 years or so as people think more about their spaces and their and the cleanliness of their spaces. And Kimbra's advantage is we talk about the healthy side of the cleanings we do and we really focus on the healthy environment, not just not just appearance clean, sure it needs to look clean, but really we also want it to have a healthy advantage to the uh, to the homeowner, the business that we're uh, cleaning for. I think those advantages line up that it's a, a, a great reason to partner with your existing franchisees to grow. And anybody new who wants to come in, we're gonna work like crazy to help you be successful. In fact, I have new franchise training just down the hall right now going on. We have a group of about 12 people here this uh, this month at our new franchise training class. We hold these uh, classes every month. Well, that, that's, look, that's tremendous. I think, um, you know, it. It really speaks volumes that existing franchisees are continuing to grow their business using the same uh, model, using ChemDry. Um, a lot of franchisees sometimes become multi-brand franchisees, but you're 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 just getting lots and lots of repeat business out of that. the The other thing that I find interesting, and then I'll just ask you for a last thought on the company in general. And I know I said that before, but I really mean it this time. I just find this so interesting. But I, but I think. From a new franchisee perspective, if I'm a potential new franchisee, you know, one of the things we tell our emerging brands or startups is the biggest challenge, they're going to have two challenges. One is getting people interested, you know, getting leads. But the, but the bigger challenge is they may not have any franchisees or they have two. And those two have only been open six months. So, so they have no validation, as I call it. And it would appear to me that an interested prospect or a new potential franchisee has got 850 people to speak with, most of whom own more than one. So, you know, I just think that's, 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 that's tremendous. So any last thoughts on the, on the company, the vision and what your expectation is over the next year or two or three? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Right, like having uh, having that kind of validation across a, such a such a great group of franchise owners, you know, it really comes down to the people. You know, I feel like we're in the business 
of helping people. When we're in homes at the consumer level, we're making their homes safer and, and healthier and, and better for the families, the kids, the pets. You know, uh, we, we take a great deal of concern about that and have for decades as a brand. From a franchisee standpoint, you know, we want our franchisees to succeed. As a franchisor, our success is only founded when our franchisees are successful. And as a team, we work to keep that forefront uh, for us. And from a future standpoint, I just couldn't be more excited because uh, you know, I feel like all the, all the things are aligned for us that Chem Dry is as relevant in 2022 as it was in 1977. And I think that's actually pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. That, no, that, that, that really is because mo most companies, while they may have longevity and legacy, uh, I don't know that they are actually relevant and, um, and top of mind and compelling to sort of new users. So the people that you're serving today uh, in their homes, they may not have even been born in 1977. Right. Uh, okay. So, so the interesting thing is, is you're staying in front of those people and you're, you know, you're, as opposed to anyone that ever used you has got one foot in the grave and the other foot on a banana peel, so to speak. Okay. Um, so you're staying relevant with new users. Uh, um, anyway, um, we've been speaking with Ed Quinlan, who's the president of ChemDry. Ed, I can't thank you enough for being here today. If people want to know more about ChemDry, like how do they reach you? How do they reach the company? Is there a website? Of, how do they get to you? Yeah, yeah. Our, our our team would be glad to connect with you, and I'd be uh, anytime be glad to talk to you about the uh, the Chemdry brand and the Chemdry opportunity. Uh, our website's uh, chemdryfranchise.com, chemdryfranchise.com, and uh, USA, Canada. Uh, we operate those out of the United States, and we have master licenses across the globe. And uh, it's a beautiful, wonderful brand. Great. That's, it's great to hear. And again, thank you for being with us today. And again, we will post the website on the, uh, in the bio of the podcast and, and on the, uh, on the webcast. So, and again, thank you very, very much for being with us today. I truly appreciate it. I've learned a lot today uh, from, uh, from you. Uh, and hopefully I say, hopefully when my emerging and startup brands get to be half as old as chem dry, we're going to start to uh, think about this conversation and employ some of those tactics. Love that. Love that. Thank you, Gary. It's great to be with you. My pleasure. Be well. Mm -hmm.